listening to the Metapod Podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Another week, another series of regionals, but also some interesting uh, collectors things that I think a lot of people are interested. But first, Sean, how has your last week been? It's been chill. It's been good. I haven't really done anything. That's it. <laughs> you you I, didn't see, but um, I... There, so I put on Twitter, Sean. You, I mean, you probably didn't see this because you actually deleted Twitter. I did. Um, the uh, while the Arlington Championships were going on before it started, I did the typical what we've done of, you know, if this deck wins, yep. Um, this deck wins, we'll bring a lucky person on the podcast. And so I did Zoro Box this time around. It was like Zoro Box oh, okay. wins Arlington, lucky person gets to be a guest. And it turns out that for round eight, there was a Zoro box player, Eric Smith. He was five, one and one at uh-huh. the time. So he's doing like really, really well. Wait, and is this I, is this rare candy, Eric? Because his name, that is his name. I don't know if that's I to be honest, I don't be. know rare candy. Eric's uh, last name. I believe his okay. first name is Eric, right? It but is. Yes. Either way, Eric Smith on the on the stream and i saw it because i was watching um i watched a majority of the event i worked during some of it but i watched a lot of it and so i was like you know what i've got these silver tempest codes lying around (laughs) i was like (laughs) if eric smith wins this round we're gonna give someone 20 silver tempest codes and there was a lot of twitter interactions through that and then and then he won and i gave away I gave away codes, and so uh, thank you to everyone who is uh, tuning into this podcast maybe for the first time because of that uh, shenanigan tweet. I do those tweets just about every regional, but um, outside of Pokemon, I opened up a One Piece card game box. Oh, fun, Sean. fun. Yeah. I know a lot of people are pretty hype about it. The cards look cool. It's uh, the only problem is there's no local like area <laughs> around me playing just like Pokemon, like... I mean, it's you have that problem terrible. for any card game, though. There's no, there's yeah, no local I mean, for you at all. Well, Magic, Magic, I think has a local area okay. around here, but I don't want to get into Magic. Like, I, the only, the deepest I want to get into Magic is like, you know, opening a product every once in a while, and um, you don't even need to like Arena a little bit. I was gonna say know? you don't even need to get it opening product. Products now are too, they're like so expensive. I know, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's actually insane, especially yeah. secondary market. Yeah. But there's a lot of cool things in the secondary market or maybe even through in the primary market. Yeah, the primary market <laughs> that you're going to want to get. And we will tell you all about those. But first, we got to get into the amazing five star review on the channel. And I uh, titled it that way because, Sean, the title of this review is amazing. OK, uh-huh. yeah, a little, a little little play there. This was from Brax Thurber, five-star review, amazing. I found this on a road trip a while ago, mostly just being bored, but it's so amazing. I love everything Pokemon, and I was excited to listen. Keep it up. Highly recommend. Well, Brax, thank you so much for the wonderful review. Perfect for road trips, you know, traveling this holiday season. Just queue up a couple episodes in the Metapod. That gets you about four or five hours at least. Well, we have... What is this episode 124? Oh gosh, yeah, it's crazy. 
So that's easily about 124 <laughs> hours. I mean, you know, somewhere I mean, around yeah. there. I will say though, I can't imagine. I can't imagine somebody going back and listening to the start and being like, "Wait, this meta is not what the meta is now." What are you I talking mean, about, Arceus Dialga like... Palkia? <laughs> yeah, well, what do you mean control deck? You know, Orangaroo yeah. Pidgeotto. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> but excellent, excellent. Remember, if you want to leave a review, just go down to your podcasting platform, whatever that may be. On Apple, you can scroll down and hit the write review section. Spotify, you can leave a five star rating. And if you're watching this on YouTube, which we appreciate you watching or listening, you can leave a nice comment. We read those. Um, every couple weeks as well. But Sean, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. And, you know, do you remember the the world championships from this past uh, year? Vaguely. <laughs> yes. Vaguely. Yes. Well, Vaguely. if you need a refresher on the world championship decks from 2022, or maybe you're a collector and you really like the mementos of, you know, the cool decks that appeared and played, let me tell you that the World Championship decks are being revealed for March and releasing in March. So Pokemon TPCI does this annual thing, if you do not know, after the World Championships. They will take, like, the top four decks, I believe. Um, or, I'm sorry, no, 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 no. It's the Masters, the Masters winners decks and the Masters quarterfinalists, a Masters quarterfinalist deck. And then they have you know, like a senior deck and a junior deck mm -hmm. that they pick from and try to get a little bit of variety in there. You know, all four different decks. They don't want like four Arceus decks or four yeah. new decks, you know, that they release that are pretty much the same 60. So this year releasing on March 3rd, these decks retail for $15 each. You will get the decks every single card in this deck and we'll talk more about those decks later because there is a little bit of nuance to it you get andre Scooball's adp deck this was the masters winner the world champion deck for masters it is not actually adp for those of you that are shuddering in your uh, boots as of right now this is the arceus deck that andre piloted arceus v-star with flying pikachu and hisuian decidui which a Arceus, D, Decidui, P, Pikachu, VMAX, ADP. And so it's. Uh, I saw a lot of jokes when this was announced <laughs> of like, man, ADP really making its impact on the world championships. Because guess what, Sean? The actual ADP Arceus Diagopalkia never won. <laughs> no, no. It, uh, it never even got a chance, I don't think. No, I don't, I don't yeah. think so either. I don't think it ever appeared in the... In a world championship. Well, I maybe it did for um, the one that Henry Brand won. No, it didn't. No, it wasn't. Because it came that out came out... That? Cosmic Eclipse came out after Unified Minds. Yes. And oh, so... Oh, was Unified Minds... Or, I'm sorry, was Cosmic Eclipse not a part of that world? It was oh. not. It's crazy That makes enough. sense. Yeah. I knew... Oh, because that was the like the first weekend that Unified Minds was released, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first That's weekend that it was right. legal. Yeah. That's right, because it was a gigantic format. I remember now. Uh, anyways, moving on to the other decks. There's the Shape of Mew deck. Mm -hmm. Masters quarter finalist Andre Chieson. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I'm sorry, but this is a Mew VMAX deck. You have Sebastian Lashmitz Cheryl again deck, the senior runner-up. That is a Urshifu VMAX deck. Mm 
Yep. One of the cooler decks again, senior runner up. And then the juniors winner, Rikota or Rikuto Ohashi, Ice Rider Palkia deck. So Ice Rider Palkia V Star. Um, that deck right there. So yeah, again, four decks that you can go out and buy. But Sean, what what is the special things about these decks or these products? I mean, the special things are, I believe, all of them are going to have their own unique card back. Mm -hmm. So they're not like typical Pokemon cards. Like, because the price is only $15, each deck has its own unique card back. It looks like each deck has literally its own unique card back. That's like, oh, the Mew deck is a purple and pink one. And the, uh, what is it, the ADP deck, the Arceus V-Star deck is green and yellow and then so on and so forth. So I think that's fairly new this time. I think in previous years, all of the World Championships deck decks shared the same. Yes, I believe you're back. right on that. Yeah. And so, so if you're and so if you're not familiar, you know the Pokeball on the back. That's one of the things that um, judges use to determine if a card is legal or not mm -hmm. for official tournament play. These World Championship cards, you can't take them to a regional, an international championship, or whatever. There are some locals. You know, for the local $5 buy-in weekly tournament that they'll let you maybe use these if, you know, if uh, Tropical Beach is a really good example. Tropical Beach and like Gym Leader Challenge or Expanded Formats, places will let you use those cards because that card is so rare and, you know, not bountiful, you know, in, in places. There's not a lot of them out there. So if you can get your hands on a World Championship one for like... I think it's like 50 bucks a single for a world championship <laughs> tropical beach. Um, they'll let you do that. But the, uh, the product also comes with a uh, 22 world championship booklet. I don't know exactly what that is. Maybe it has like some of the uh, stats or something like meta yeah. or, you know, how it played out or whatever. I don't really know. Maybe some uh, information about the player who played this deck. I would imagine. Maybe, yes, actually, maybe like an interview or something, a, yeah. a transcribed interview. Uh, special 2022 World Championships pin, which it's the same pin for every deck. Mm -hmm. um, very, very cool pin. It's, uh, it's the World Championships. It's got London on it, the Pikachu design as well, the year. Very, very cool. A 2022 World Championship coin, which is also very, very cool. A World Championship deck box for the 2022 London Championships. And just like the card backs, you know, it's it's the correlating color, the design that they have. A playmat and poster. I don't know if this playmat is like a, uh, if it's like a paper playmat. It's got to be. Or a like uh, fabric. I don't even know it, what this material is called. I don't know. It can't be that nice, to be frank. I it's was going to say, I've it's seen, a $15 I've seen product. them. Yeah, it's $15 product, and I've seen this box. It's They're small. like the same size as an ETB, almost. Right. Maybe just a little bit bigger. Like, it's not that big. No. Um, and then you get a code card for the Pokemon Trading Card Game Live, which I would assume is primarily just, like, coin, deck box, yep, sleeve. Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't think, think you'll you get, get the, the actual deck. Yeah, you don't get the actual cards with it, I think. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure. I would I've be... never bought one before. I feel like that's a pretty good call. Like you just don't get the cards because like that is very cheap for all those cards, even for mm -hmm. like the, the the Pokemon game live. <laughs> um, I mean, what I will say, Jake, what I would love mm -hmm. to see them do is if you're going to give them different card backs, um, 
I would love to see if this matches the rarity of all the players' decks because you know some people like to max rarity of their decks. Oh. I, I know it doesn't. I know it actually doesn't. But like, <laughs> I want somebody to win with a blinged out deck, and then Pokemon has to be like, well, I guess we got to print it exactly like what their deck was. Exactly. And, yeah. And so they're all like the gold cards and full arts, and but they just have a different back, so it's fine. Yeah, and if you're wondering, like, wait, Jake, Sean, if I can't play with these in an actual, like, tournament, like, why why would I buy these? Well, a lot of people like these because, one, for collecting purposes, these are really, really cool, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is a part of history. You know, you can go back with friends, family members, stuff like that, play retro formats, things like that. And like I was mentioning with Tropical Beaches as well, some of these cards may become like super, super hard to get. You know, if GLC, yeah. right, is a format that becomes uber popular and and maybe an official format and you're trying to find your uh, shady mm -hmm. dealings in Talions, right, this will be a product that will be able to get you one of those really easily and things like that. And then also for teaching, right? Yep. A lot of players, when they start out playing the game, they don't really have consistent decks. They may have like theme decks and there's nothing wrong with playing those. But if you want to jump up in an upgrade for a deck that is super cheap and you can practice, you know, obviously a lot of your actual play itself has to do with whether you're, you know, a world champion or not. It's not just the cards that make you a world champion. It's your actual play. So you can use that practice and you can use that. And it makes a lot of these cards accessible to other people as well, even if it's not an official way. Um, it just helps a lot of people out. So whether you're a new player or a veteran player, you know, these are really cool products. Yeah, I really love the idea of playing like retro format because like, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people, especially if you've been playing the game for a while or you might meet people, the ability to like kind of just go back and re-experience a time, maybe when you didn't play, it's kind of an interesting thing. They're like little time capsules. So like, mm -hmm. I think that's, for me, that's what makes these particularly cool. And so now though, let's talk, uh, let's actually, Sean, talk <laughs> about the Cyrus and Clara premium tournament collections. Okay. Um, so if you did not see on Twitter, we quote tweeted this cause this is really cool. Um, they're actually going to be releasing, if you don't remember, I think we talked about the milk carton yep. boxes, the premium tournament collection box. We talked about those the other week of like, oh, when's, when's the next one coming or whatever. Pokemon has announced that they will be releasing two premium tournament collection milk boxes on March 24th. So same day, they're going to be releasing both of them. They will feature either Cyrus or Clara. So one of them being Cyrus and yeah. the other one being Clara, if you don't understand maybe what that means. <laughs> it's the first time that two collections have released at once. Now, we know from Japan's... Um, promo that leaked and is in v-star universe the boss's orders if it's cyrus well that's uh, boom that's the card right there i believe we talked about it um on the podcast when it was first leaked um yeah. or something and the clara we don't actually know what the clara is yet though because clara whether that's v-star universe or whatever um has just had one uh art 
to it, but the Clara Premium Tournament Collection may use the Matchless Fighters Clara and Avery set that was released back in Japan on March 2021. And so if you see like the, the sleeves or the deck box that they used mm. for that box, which is a really, really cool box. Um, love those boxes. They did it for uh, Nessa at one point, and I bought up that box easy. Um, that may be the art that they use for that. So really, really cool, in my opinion, Sean. They're doing both of these at the same time. Yeah, I mean, like we expected, like you said, the boss to come out. Clara, though, was, I think, a surprise for everybody because it's like mm -hmm. research is a staple card, at least for like the current format. Marnie has been a staple card for a long time. Boss, staple card. I don't think people would have said that about Clara as much. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Clara, put two Pokemon from your discard pile into your hand, put two basic energy from your discard pile into your hand. Now, this has been a really crucial card for something like Charizard, Radiant Charizard. Like uh, Inteleon, um, I, does Lost Box play Clara? I don't think Lost Box has played Clara. It's no. more of the pre-Lost uh, Origins yeah. set and the Silver Tempest set. Um, I've played a lot of Clara. Your, uh, your Shady Dealings, Inteleon, One Prizer decks or whatever. So, Galarian Weezink. Yeah, so I think it's interesting they chose Clara, uh, but who knows? Yeah, they, maybe there's like a new art that hasn't been released or, or it'd be interesting. But I think these are super cool. The Cyrus looks really good. In terms of all the boss's orders, you have... Um, you, <laughs> you have, have Giovanni. now Giovanni, you have Lysander, uh -huh. and now you have Cyrus. Cyrus. So so which one's the best one? Which one? Uh, what is yeah. the, what is there a full art Lysander? Yeah, there's a full art Lysander. Okay. Uh, I mean, probably the Cyrus is the best because it is the most colorful, in my opinion. And the framing on that is really cool. Lysander is probably a close second. I don't know. Giovanni. Giovanni's my favorite. Really? Okay. Yeah, I would say Giovanni's my favorite. How many uh, researchers are there? There's Magnolia. Oh there's gosh. Juniper. Um, there's isn't there another one? Oak. Yeah, Oak. Yeah, yeah, third one. Boom. Oak is the best one, in my opinion. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. The Juniper is really good. Juniper is oh, good, man, but Oak is tough. just so OG, you know? Oak is the Oak is the best, like, regular art, though, because yeah. he's drawing, like, outside of the art yeah. uh, from Celebrations, if nobody knows what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, very, very cool card. Highly recommend getting it. But anyways, again... If you do not know about these premium tournament collection boxes, they are releasing again on March 24th. You can get either of them for $39.99. They come with a full art promo card, which is kind of what we were talking about with the Cyrus art that had leaked and the mysterious Clara, Clara art. Three hollow trainer cards. Again, like I said the other week, I hope they do it like the Marnie ones and not like the Juniper ones because the Juniper ones were bad. <laughs> Seven booster packs, a deck box, which is a good deck box if you don't sleeve your deck. But if you sleeve your deck, just, I don't know, use it for something else. <laughs> 65 card sleeves, which are the same kind of card sleeves that come in the ETBs as of right now. A large metallic coin, and I'm talking a big chonker metallic coin. Like, you could fit a plate of food on this coin. Two condition markers, six damage counter dice, and a code card. Again, it's the same configuration as the last couple uh, previous tournament collection boxes if you got either of those. But if you haven't before, these are cool. I like these getting these. Cool. Uh, Jake, 
Now, do we want to talk about a few things that are pretty special that are coming out that you will almost certainly, listeners, I'm sorry to tell you, not be able to get your hands on this. I think they've already given this out, but this is still a really, really cool uh, thing that TPCI has done for the uh, for the league, I guess you could say, you know, mm -hmm. for the, the people that make sure that Pokemon events are good and well run. TBCI has awarded six different professors, Pokemon professors with unique promo plaques. So if you do not know, they've made uh, some special contributions to the professor communities. The professors are a, uh, it's a high level of, um, they're the judges. You have to like, basically. yeah, yeah. High level of judges and, um, you know that are kind of like the tip top you know you you call a judge at a tournament like at a regional and then you know if there are any other issues you go to the professor um or yeah. something of the sort is that kind of how it goes i've never been to a regional uh well i think all all um judges are professors oh are they, are they all yes they're all as far as i understand oh. it, it's, you go through the pokemon professor program um, oh, okay so now there's, to your point, though, there are different levels of professor, right? And mm -hmm. then, like, basically there's different levels of judges. Um, but these seem to be awarded to people who, like, their contribution goes beyond just simply judging events or hosting events, right? Like, they're the people mm -hmm. who, yeah, you know, it doesn't really say, like, exactly what the reason is. It just says, you know, went, basically went above and beyond. But one of the people they awarded this to was Will Post. So uh, for those of you on Twitter or a part of Verbank or whatever, you've probably seen this person's name, Will Post. But I would uh, fully agree with Pokemon that Will has done quite a lot in terms of community work. Um, Ex yeah. Exactly. And this plaque is very, very cool, too, because it's got nine slots essentially the middle slot is the you know the person's name and the thank you you know contribution to the community and around them are nine full art or i'm sorry eight i, I know how to count nine <laughs> minus one is nine um eight full art supporter cards circling around the person's name and thank you spot and it's all of the galar gym leaders so i would man this would be up on my wall, given through generations of my family. Like, this yeah. is so cool. This is really cool. And um, so there's only six of these plaques that exist, which means that the cards inside the plaque, there are only six of each of them. Yeah. Now, they're full arts. The art is not unique, but they are stamped. They have a unique stamp on them. So They do, yes. Yeah. So I, this in 10, I don't know if any of these people would ever sell those but in 10 years you could probably pay some college tuition with yeah. with this because these are a special special set of cards sean <laughs> i will say um uh the person that we've had on the the pot i think before stefan or is it mm -hmm. uh yeah the one that collects uh all the full arts right yeah he is going to Stephen. have Stefan. yes yeah, Stefan. he is yes. going to have quite a difficult time finishing <laughs> his collection <laughs> Is trying to get every single, like uh -huh. every single supporter in every single language. It's, yep. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one, Stefan. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
But, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. But if you want some cool cards, some exclusive cards, if you remember, Sean, I don't even know how long ago it was that we talked about this. Um, the 2022 illustration contest. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Because um, I know, again, that our friend uh, Zach Roy mm -hmm. uh, entered some art into this. So... And so a while ago, they announced like the winners, you know, in the different categories and stuff of these different arts. And the winners, the selected winners would be featured on future Pokemon cards, as we were told. And so they've officially announced that they are on specific cards, a Bulbasaur, an Arcanine and a Greninja with a special illustration contest uh, stamp and Sean, you're actually going to be able to get these cards if you want to. So we wanted to talk about this because um, in the show description, the show notes, YouTube description, whatever, there's going to be a link to where you can actually submit your information to the Pokemon Center to get a one-time use code. The only way you are going to be able to get these cards is if they give you one of these one-time use codes or if somebody sells you their one-time whatever you have to have the one-time use code to get these cards at least when they release yep and so how it's going to work is um you'll have to buy something at the uh the pokemoncenter.com it's a uh it's a single pack that contains the three cards inside of it and you gotta buy thirty dollars or more at least $30 USD or more before taxes in order to, you know, get this free extra pack alongside of it. The Pokemon Center at the time of this recording will send codes out within 16 weeks. So uh, what months. is this? One, 124. So at episode 140, check back with us <laughs> and I'll tell you if I got a got uh, code, code or not. Yeah, okay. to tell you if I got a code. Once you get the codes, it'll expire on September 30th, 2023. So you have a long time to do this. Um, they did this out in Japan. So it's not really a surprise that they're doing um, the same thing with this. It's kind of the same process with the special delivery Charizard. If you tried to get a hold of that. And I also saw, I think on Twitter, it doesn't say in the Poke Beach article, um, if you return the stuff that you buy you know because you want to just get the pack you know you buy yeah. something from the website to get the threshold get the pack return the items that you bought that are not the pack i believe there's an extra eight dollar fee or something like that usd that you have to pay in order to return it i think i oh, saw that somewhere don't confirm or don't take that <laughs> yeah. to heart i think that if you want this you should buy something cool because there's cool things on uh, you can get like two or three of the uh, world championship decks. You could. You could just buy an ATB. Buy Pokemon packs. Buy yeah, whatever. Just, just do something with yeah. like buy something cute cool plushie. for the holidays or yeah, yeah. The sitting cutie plushies yeah. are phenomenal. But again, if you want to submit your information, so then maybe in 16 weeks you will get out a code from the Pokemon Center. Go check out our show notes. Go check out the description. I'll have the link in there for you all. Um, but maybe you don't want one of those. Maybe you want to uh, get something at your local leagues. Sean, we talked about uh, 
this was a while ago that they were mm. going to start doing prize packs. Yeah. Sean, and now they're out series 1. This is this is really cool. So uh, these prize packs for those of you who maybe didn't listen to that episode or, or don't all are not like, you know, actively on Twitter too much. Uh these, <laughs> like Sean. <laughs> so these prize packs are uh, given out to people who go to their local leagues. They used to give out like very specific cards. Like you'd go, there'd be a participation card, and then you just everyone would get that card, right? Um, but these are replacing that. Each pack has six cards in it, um, and I think you can get. I think every store will probably have a different policy for how they give them out, but most likely, hopefully, your store gives at least one prize pack to everybody for participating and additional prize packs to like people who win and get second and third or whatever um but these the set that is getting going out right now is encompassing all of the first year of sword and shield so basically everything that would be d block um Mm -hmm. now there might be some cards that are technically legal later because they were reprinted but all cards from sword and shield base set through evolving skies There's 200 reprinted cards in here, and I feel like a lot of the cards they chose seem to have some some playability, right? It's not just bulk. So Yes, so, I mean, we have the set list in here, and there's a ton of different Pokemon in there, including, you know, the Shady Dealings and Teleon. You got Rare Candy. You get the Energies that have them on it as well. But there's a bunch of other cool gray cards, 200 cards, Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX is in here, which we just talked about in one of the World Championship decks, Sean. It won the Junior World Championships. Got a bunch of other stuff like uh, Ice Rider, Calyrex VMAX, which was super, super popular. You get Charizard cards. Charizard cards, always cool. I wonder how much those will cost. The Charizard VMAX, like, I'm going to click this. Okay, it's just a random Charizard VMAX that it's showing me. And I've lost it. Hold on. We'll come back. I mean, Charizard VMAX is part of that, along with Charizard V from Darkness Ablaze as well. And then the Charizard Hollow that's a part of vivid voltage as well which are some really really cool cards and again these will have the uh the play pokemon stamp on it so that's super sick you know eternatus v max is in here zashian v in here and a bunch of other trainers as well you know i see fog crystal in here crushing hammer sean boss's orders (laughs) this is the boss's orders from shining fates though so it's specifically oh cool the lysander card but you like like sean was saying and as i keep mentioning you know it's just a bunch of like actually really impactful cards so um you can like slide these in your deck pretty much right away for the most part on these yeah i will also say there are some cards here that have a hollow version that you can't find anywhere else yeah um so like pumpkaboo which is a really good card for getting rid of stadiums in certain decks now you can get a hollow that's not a reverse hollow pumpkaboo. Um, the energy same with like rare or I'm sorry, uh, Pat to the Peak. Yeah, you know, I mean, Pat to the Peak has um, the gold version, the gold stadium. But you know what I mean. And yeah. like for the energies as well, you know, they have a different sort of reverse hollow pattern. Yeah. Than what they were previously, and in my opinion, these look way better because um, <laughs> it's yeah. not like a track 
or something like that. But it looks like you get an energy in every single pack. Not always a hollow energy, though, it looks like. It looks like if you get a hollow energy, it's another one of your six cards. So you're always going to get a basic stamped energy. But then you could also get a hollow basic stamped energy alongside of it, which I think is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I think what a lot of people who maybe are newer to the game, like playing the game, hollow mm -hmm. energy are weirdly like pretty coveted in the game. Like, yeah, I love hollow energies. Yeah, people love gold energy, but like, especially hollow stamped energy like this, I know we're making the switch over to silver border, but assuming that yellow border cards are gonna remain legal, I think these might be some of the like, you know, energies that people wanna collect and use in their decks because they look really good. These hollow yeah. energies, they, they look really clean. They have a cool stamp on it. The hollow version is going to be much harder to get than like the foil energies you find in um, specialty sets. So mm -hmm. I could see these energy actually being like, you know, if you like to flex, if you like to bling out your deck. If you like to bling out, but yeah. you can't afford the gold, you know, yeah. this is a really cool way to bling out, in my opinion. It Fully brings agree. a lot of shine. It's really cool. Um, and I really like these promo packs. I think they I think they're done well. Again, like Sean said, it depends on how stores distribute these packs. Um, but I think these prize packs have, are well put together. I mean, a great variety of cards, but also like pretty much all cards that are playable at least one time or another, you know, have some functionality in it. So hopefully, you know, you're able to to get some through your local league play as you should be playing in your local league. Yeah, because it's it's very nice. <laughs> well, Jake, I think I think that does it for all the card news. There was a lot. There was a lot this yes. week because like I think last week it was like all the news of like the changes to the and this is like here's a bunch yes. of products. Um, and I think we should probably talk about Arlington. Arlington Regionals happened. I believe it was the biggest regional of all time. Yeah. Twelve hundred and twenty four players lots of players and the one who won it all connor finton connor finton mm -hmm. went undefeated i believe in the entire event sean Oof. went undefeated playing lugia v star so this is lugia v star the newest iteration and since we've talked about it last i think we kind of avoided lugia talking about lugia a lot and the yep. uh the when we had like the three regionals or whatever yeah um but anyways lugia v star came in and dominated there were more spots in the top eight that we may talk about if there are some differences but lugia v star you know you got your three three line of lugia you got your four archaeops right because that is the main engine of the deck but there's a little couple things in here that can be moved around, changed around to make this deck really cool and unique. First of all, you got the Oranguru, Sean. Oranguru is a really, really cool card because of Primate Wisdom from the Sword and Shield base set. You may remember this card. It is a longtime card in the game. There's a lot of times where you get a bunch of energies in your hand <laughs> with this deck. And since Archaeops through Primal Turbo, its ability, pull special energies from the deck it's really nice for a rangaroo to just slide one from your hand back in your deck so then your archaeops can go after it but sean 
we keep talking about, you know, Primal Turbo, Archeops, shooting them to some Pokemon. What are some Pokemon that you like in this deck besides maybe Lugia that yeah. uh, Connor Fitton utilized uh, in his matches? Well, I think a couple of cards. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the other Lugia decks before all the counters came out. And like, mm -hmm. and then Lugia did well again. And I'm trying to like, was how is this different, right? Um, I I wonder if two Luminion V, if that really made a huge difference. Maybe. Um, I think Luminion V is, I mean, very important. And yes. we've seen such a spike in Luminion V um, for other decks. One that got second place that we're actually going to talk about here soon. But I mean, just getting that first turn supporter. Yep. is always important and getting that supporter for whatever you may need you know having multiple serenas in here multiple research to be able to discard archaeops things like that and just churn through your deck and continue drawing you know and it works out and i will say too uh luminion you know it's very useful as an attacker as well because mm -hmm. the 120 damage um it's not a ton but what that 120 damage allows you to do, though, is then shuffle that Luminion back into your deck. So not only are you putting energy back into your deck for future Primal Turbos, you're also getting a two-prizer off of your you know, bench and probably knocking out one of your opponent's single-prize Pokemon in the process. So it's a... It's, and maybe yeah. also, you know, being able to utilize that Luminion V again yep. for its ability to grab Serena, Boss's Orders, yep. Marnie, something like that. Um... So, and there's a couple different reasons that you actually attack with Luminion V mm -hmm. in these decks. One of them being the next Pokemon that we're going to talk about in this deck to knock out a Charizard, Radiant Charizard. It's one yeah. of the main attackers in here, if you do not know, with that Excited Heart uh, ability doing 250 damage. Um, and when you can attach, you know, up to four special energies in one turn, you can use this Charizard pretty much any time yeah. in the game, which is something that we haven't seen a lot from radiant charizard until lugia v star yeah i think the maybe the way that this deck has evolved since the original like iteration i think originally lugia v star was like ah yes my main setup and attacker is lugia right like mm -hmm. you get the lugia you get the archaeops you put all the energy on your lugia as you attack with it i think now it's much more situational like lugia may only attack once or twice in a game and instead, you'll have follow-ups with attacks from an Eveltal Amazing Rare, which automatically knocks out a Pokemon. So if it's something mm -hmm. big, doesn't matter. Or like you said, Radiant Charizard, a single prizer that can do a ton of damage. You can have Amazing Rare Raikou, right? Which can do 120 to two of your opponent's Pokemon, uh, the active and something on the bench. You can even have Stoutland, which will allow you to take an extra prize if it knocks it out, right? Or is it two extra prize? One. I think it's um... one. It is one. Yeah, one, one yeah. more. Greedon, I believe, is right. two. Yeah. But, like, all of those things combined are kind of like, okay, so really, I think it's important to almost see Lugia V-Star the same way that people view Arceus V-Star, which mm -hmm. is like, can it attack? Yes. Like, its attack is not bad. But primarily, it's a setup Pokemon. You're setting up yeah. your Archeops. You're setting up the ability to get energy onto the field out of nowhere. And then really the way that you win in these matches is not by going forward with two prizers, but instead by actually attacking throughout the game with a couple of one prizers that make the math really awkward for your opponent. 
Yeah, and I mean, especially, you know, Lugia V-Star as well um, is just kind of like the heaviest hitter, yep. per se, because of the powerful energies and stuff like that. It is the biggest hitter out of all the Pokemon in this deck, you know, with the base starting at 220. So, you know, and like Sean was saying, you know, for, you know, decks like Lost Box, maybe, you know, you just knock them out with the Stoutland, take extra prizes, shorten up the game, Raikou spread damage, yep. right? Especially also with Lugia V-Star as well, because a choice belt on an amazing rare Raikou knocks out a Lugia, does 300 damage. Yep after weakness and knocks out a of palkia people, too yeah a lot of people were uh taking out their uh dunsparces so yep. the mirror match you could go in with the raikou and even if you know you were also facing the mirror match that kind of had this same concept of you know no dunsparce but you had a lot of little attackers you know like archaeops yivata i i also archaeops did a lot of attacking as well yeah um i saw in a bunch of games so being able to just knock out a bunch of small Pokemon as well. It's just, it's so cool. I mean, this deck is really dominant, which after a while, it's like, okay, you know, like it's getting kind of old how dominant <laughs> it is. But like for the way that it's evolved the last couple of weeks, it's kind of been kind of cool in how it's sort of become more flexible, I guess. Yeah, I think that's ultimately what I, I agree with you. It's extremely good. And yeah, but I think it's good in a way that like, it feels interesting good because you're using mm -hmm. lots of different Pokemon. Like to be frank, I'm happy to see two amazing rares being used in one deck. We always thought those were cool cards, but we were like, the energy is so annoying. Like who's going to play these? Yeah. Like the, like what was the, what was the card when vivid voltage was first released? That was actually like playable in amazing rares. I think, amazing I think it was Rare like Jirachi. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The Jirachi yeah, like, actually Jirachi had the ability. The best one. Use. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. And it, it, it sort of died out. So seeing these amazing rares is, again, very, very cool. Yeah. So overall, uh, you know, going back to the actual lineup, you'll see, uh, I, what is that? Five out of the eight top eight yep. is Lugia. Five out of top eight Lugia. So again, very, very dominant. But there was a deck that beat out, you know, four of the yeah. five top ones it's that second place finisher from alex Kreckler. it is a vika volt v i don't think anybody had this deck on their radar i think we we've talked about we talked about a vika volt v deck mm -hmm. the other week vika volt melanie but this one was a little bit different sean it was still using the Melanie Vikavolt, but there were a couple other cool cards in here, in my opinion. One of them being for Sealstone. I've seen that a lot in Mew VMAX, you know, basically acts as a V-Star power. Be able to grab whatever card you want. You know, yep. very, very helpful. This deck also has a Ditto V, Sean, inside of it, which I think is Ditto V's best showing yeah. out of you know all the regionals if you do not remember what ditto v uh did from shining fates once during your turn you may choose a basic pokemon v from your discard pile and switch it with this pokemon any attached cards damage counters special conditions turns in play and any other effects remain on the new pokemon and sean let me tell you this player played one two three four five six other v pokemon in here now you may not transform into the crobat v, <laughs> can you right, imagine 
I could see a world though where you actually transform into a Luminion V because we, I mean, we talked about the Charizard, sure. yeah, right? So I, I could see a world where that may happen. Um, yeah. But anyways, there are a lot of different options that you can do to provide a lot of consistency, you know, especially if one of your Vika Volts gets prized, you know, you can kind of chain the Vika Volts and especially with a Luminion in the deck, you are able to find turn one Melanie a lot. You know, you're going mm -hmm. second with this deck you attach an energy to the Vika Volt, you go ahead and you Melanie onto it, boom, you're paralyzing, bolting, you're item locking. 90% yep. of decks are not ready to be item locked. Yep. I mean, th this is like, it's an interesting, like, it's not really control, I would say. It's like semi-control, but it's yeah. control mixed with counter box. That's, that's really what this deck is. It's mm -hmm. a two prize based counter box. It, like, forces you to slow the game down. And let me tell you, Sean, in the Lugia matchup, our favorite, or at least my favorite V-Star, yeah. is in this deck, too. Aerodactyl V-Star in the second place list with that V-Star power. Ancient Star. Until this Pokemon leaves play, it gains an ability that has the effect your opponent's Pokemon V in play, except for Aerodactyl V-Star, have no abilities. Yep, so you basically, uh, if you go first and you can get Aerodactyl V down against Lugia, you know that they can't do anything, right? Like, they, they can't attack turn one with an Aerodact with a Lugia V deck. Not yep. possible. So they're just sat there like, well, I, I think I know what's happening. And then you get your Aerodactyl. One attachment in the active, can't use abilities. How are you going to knock this Aerodactyl V star out if you can't get enough energy on? Lugia has to then manually attach uh, with which they may have to do that item locked, which is a little bit tougher uh, than you may think. Or, I mean, if your Aerodactyl's right there, you mean, I mean, you could just like Melanie to it, attach the next turn, and you could just lost dive 240. Yeah. Um, it takes two hits to knock out because I believe the uh, Lugia is resistant to fighting, but that's okay because you're going to two-shot it, and you know what? You're probably winning the game if they can't get Vika Volts out. Yep. Um, but just such a cool deck, in my opinion. There's also Drapion in here. Yep. Sean, Drapion, counter to Mew. V, or I'm sorry, Raikou in here. Very, very cool. Helps out um, maybe with the, uh, the Palkia decks, right? You can Paralyzing Bolt for a little bit, and then you can Raikou V, the Lightning Rondo attack, because that deck fills up its bench real fast. Or maybe even Lugia, right? You can hit into a Lugia. Maybe you were going second in the matchup, couldn't get your Ancient yep. Star V-Star off to just completely knock him out. So you go in with Vikavolt V and Raikou V. We talked about the Zapdos the other week. That Zapdos is in there too. Boost a little bit of 10 damage. Um pretty much used i feel like at least when i was watching alex play used in pretty much all situations right just because yeah. especially with the extra damage to paralyzing bolt right it's just i mean it just helps out helps out your math a little bit more especially against the reggie deck which we'll yeah. talk about here in a moment uh because you have galarian zigzagoon in here as well you know a lot of the reggies have 130 and 50 plus 10 is 60, mm -hmm. right, for your Zapdos and Vikavolt. And so then that Zigzagoon can help you get up there yep. to 130. That is a very good point. Um, yeah, so 
overall, this is a cool deck. Uh, you know, it's uh, definitely, it's a good counter box to a lot of the big decks in the meta. I'm surprised it only got second given how much Lugia was at the top. I did not well, watch. Well, I mean, this was, I mean, one of the decks that's like, this is an interesting build to it. And so, like, I feel, I feel like a lot of people probably strayed away from this because it's, maybe they weren't building the most consistent versions or they just like weren't as comfortable but you know if you just win your first couple rounds and you're sitting at the top tables right and you're facing yeah. all those big time meta decks like and you're a counter to those meta decks you're gonna do awesome it's just one of those like secret you know closed deck list format decks that are like man that was really cool to see yeah yeah so Jake, you you mentioned it briefly, but do you want to do you want to talk about you know Reggie's? I know you're a big Reggie's fan. I do enjoy the Reggie's because I think Reggie's is a cool deck to um, watch and also very cheap. Yeah. For I think when we talked about budget decks, you know, Capture Energy was the most expensive card <laughs> in this deck or something like that. I don't know if that still holds true, but this is the top eight list of uh reggie gigas the reggie deck by christian fontenot from denmark played this deck and this is a little bit i would say riskier of a reggie deck but mm -hmm. it ended up working out for him for the most part they've got three reggie gigas in this list reggie gigas kind of being the main engine of it you know you needed to be able to you know power up all those ability or power up all those pokemon every single turn so it makes sense as to why you have three of them but if you have three of them that means you got to cut something sean and the cut in here was one registeel they only had one registeel on this deck which i believe bit them in the butt in the top eight. Oh, did it get I like it prized was, or there was a there was a round where this player prized um a Reggie Steel, a Reggie Lecky, and I think like a Reggie Rock. Oh god. In one game. And so, you know, Hisui and Heavy Ball, great card, but it only allows you to grab one at a time. So especially I think this was in the match with Alex, the item mm. lock, paralyzing bolt. Oh and that's so and so, you know, once they start paralyzing bolting you, you can't use the Hisuian Heavy Ball. So he had to manually attach to Reggie's, take knockouts, find the Heavy Ball, or stop Item Lock, or find Reggie Steel. And I believe, um, I believe Christian lost to Alex in the round that he bounced out of the, uh, of the top eight, but still very, very cool. I mean, that's probably a tough matchup, though to go into because yeah. like item lock you also can't ordinary rod right clara is not in these decks anymore we <laughs> talked about clara earlier and so that kind of hurts a lot so very very cool but i mean they played the matchup as best as they could i didn't see any like super outrageous things no i mean sometimes that's just the reality right like oh you know i'm playing against item lock there's only one of them in the top eight i got paired up against them oh well because it's unlucky right it's just a little unlucky and um i will say like strategies like this are the benefit is it's all single prizer so mm -hmm. there's a lot of flexibility in like hey if things don't go perfectly to start the game you usually can come back from it because it takes your opponent so long to win however the strategy itself is pretty fragile right because like to your point you only have one registeel so if it's prized and say your hisui and heavy ball is also prized 
you know, like pack it up, go home. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, just get out of here. Right. Um, I think another thing that, you know, it's interesting for this, for lost box decks, for radiant Charizard decks, uh, even counter decks that are using ditto V I could even see like lost city, the stadium that lost zones Pokemon when they get knocked out. Like what Mew plays Mew V max, exactly. you know, playing, starting to play some lost cities. Yep. And stuff like that can be really scary for decks that like, there's very little margin for error in the strategy. So, uh, but you know, I, I would say like the situations in which that really comes to bite you in the butt are far fewer than the situations where it works, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it worked out for Christian. So, and Christian probably tested way more yeah. with this deck than we did, but Reggie, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting and I understand why Reggie steel was the one that went down to one. Cause if you think about it, Reggie's is pretty much like a counter deck mm -hmm. in a sense, you know, you, you have your uh, normal Pokemon that have a fighting weakness. You know, Reggie Rock comes in, clobbers them, or electric Pokemon that come in, mm -hmm. Reggie clobbers them. Um, you have your Regice, you know, not only for fire Pokemon, but for Pokemon maybe like Duraludon that only have Pokemon Vs in the deck. Mm -hmm. Regice instantly stops them. You know, you've got um, sort of your spread decks, which with Reggie Leckies in there, your Mew VMAX, your Duraludon VMAX. You've got your Reggie Gigas, you know, in there with Gigaton Break and, you know, Dragon Sword Reggie Drago with that ability is just it's just real good. And 160 is super great because you can two shot anything yep. at that point. So Reggie Steel is kind of in this weird place where, like, it's really just there to fulfill ancient wisdom. <laughs> yep. Like they didn't ever print a, a really that good Reggie Steel. And I mean, like, especially when um, Jake Earhart and a couple other people popularized the, uh, you know, Palkia kind of paralyzed deck, mm -hmm. right? It, that kind of moved away from Palkia Ice Rider that we saw at the World Championships. Yeah. We talked about that deck earlier. And so, you know, I don't think there's anything in the format that's super popular right now that has a metal weakness. So, no, no not at all. And especially when things don't have, you know, a. Uh, especially when some things have a big retreat cost because no not a lot of people are using attackers with air balloon yeah. and stuff it's primarily like switch cart or something like that heavy slam which if you do not know is reggie uh steals attack it just does more or i'm sorry less and less damage so but a cute card that's in here sean mm -hmm. Yellhorn. oh yeah that is clever there's a one of Yellhorn in here to uh you know maybe stall some things out you got a lugia that's just whopping your pokemon <laughs> you'd say hey hit through the confusion or something <laughs> or a duraludon right a lone duraludon on the field you say yeah. okay hit me through confusion and it gives you a little bit more time you know to set up things like that mewtwo v union you know control if it was uh mewtwo v union if you want to heal all right you got to flip for it you know kind of an interesting uh thing yeah, the Mewtwo V Union is an interesting reason for the Yellhorn, right? Because, like, to your point, if you want to try to heal and you can't, and then I get another knockout on that, then we're good. That's actually mm -hmm. a really clever use of the Yellhorn. Um, I don't know if that's why it's in the deck, but I like that thought, Jake. I will say, just kind of scrolling through, so I don't know if this is fact or not, but it's looking like it. Out of the top 100, I do not see a Mewtwo. Um, oh, no the, control. Uh, so... 
not really any of that kind of moved wow. away from that i think people uh started figuring it out i will say though sean yeah big shout out to uh frank persick guest on the uh metapod podcast at one point 33rd playing galarian wheezing eternatus vmax oh, very nice <laughs> a little uh, spicy in there yeah also i'm just gonna give a shout out to tony vong uh just a local friend uh day one i was like watching the stream and um i was just watching the stream and i see like they like list the top players and it's after the sixth round Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, number one is, is someone. And number two, Tony Vong, 6-0. And, oh. and I'm like, oh, well, I, and I didn't even, oh, I didn't oh. know Tony was in Arlington. So, like, we have, like, a little group chat of our Pokemon pals from, like, four years ago. And I just, mm -hmm. like, I texted her. I'm like, Tony, you're doing really well in Arlington. I saw you your name up there. So I was like. I might have you. Yeah. Like, so he ended up getting 92nd, which is amazing, out of, yeah. like, 1,200 players. So just a little shout out there. Shout out to him. Lugia was the most popular deck, at least in the uh, in the day two on the Limitless page. It thirty eight percent about oh of gosh, the meta that's share. So many. I think it was over. I think it was slightly over thirty percent in day one. That is so. That's insane. Again, that's why Vikable did so well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's just so much in there. Lost box, at least in this day two part, twenty one decks, sixteen percent of the meta share. Reggie's at nineteen with just under 15 percent so very very cool shout out to the couple zoro box players that played two of them in hey, day two i will say jake if you like the idea of zoro box i think you're gonna really love scarlet and violet era Ooh. because did you know and this is just a little thing before i logged off of twitter i did see somebody post this <laughs> zoroark says that you can switch it with a stage one pokemon on your discard right that's one of the EXs, isn't it? And EXs are not, like, Vs and VMAXs and all that, they are, they're not stage one. They're called VMAX or VSTAR. But EXs are called stage one. Does Zorark specifically say with a rule box? Because nope. EX Pokemon, no? It oh. just says stage one because it was printed before they knew they were going to go back to that style of, like... Interesting. Yeah, so Zoro can go gr grab you your stage one EXs, which I'm just saying... You might see some something like that in the Scarlet and Violet that era. Could be, that could be really cool. I will say I just saw this in here. 60 second Kyle Van Orsdell. If you listen to this podcast, I'm sorry. I missed you with your Mewtwo control oh. at first. So there was at least one in day two yeah. um, in there. So just wanted to correct that before anybody tweeted at us and <laughs> told us that we were wrong. But Anyways, Sean, is that all that you got for this podcast episode today? Yeah, that that's all we got today. That's all we got. Yeah. I might play. Uh, I did because I'm going home for Christmas break because college athletics, you know, is Christmas break, holidays, finals are over, things like that. Mm -hmm. Nothing until after the new year. There's a uh, one piece TCG locals that I might actually go play. Okay. Um, I'm going to have a terrible deck and I'm probably going to go like, Oh, three or whatever, but I just want to, I just want to play one piece. I don't know. I want to learn how to play it. Downloaded the app, played it free app. If you're interested in learning, you know, you're a one piece fan like me, but, uh, very nice. Yeah. That's, that's all I got of this podcast. Okay. Well, good luck at your potential one piece tournament, Jake. And, uh, We'll see Thank all y'all here. All if I find the one piece, I'll mention it on the podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. 